0: hello and welcome to money mondays as you know every first and third monday we bring you top experts to teach you how to invest your money spend your money and plan for wealth most big business in africa and even the world are typically run by men however on today's segment we are privileged to have mrs ibukan awasika all the way from nigeria she's a businesswoman founder and CEO of the Chair Center Group. She is currently the chairman of the First Bank of Nigeria, the biggest bank and most valuable banking brand. She also serves on the board of directors. She is the first woman to hold this position in over 120 years of trading. Let us welcome Mrs. Ibu Khan Awasika to the show. We really appreciate her taking the time to address our Money Monday audience. Without further ado, Mrs. Awasika. Mrs. Awasika, thank you for coming on our show. My pleasure. Can you t- answer a couple questions for us? How did you get started in your career to become the first uh, chairman, woman chairman of the First National Bank of Nigeria?
1: Okay, thank you very much. Well, I'd spent um, a number of years building my business. Okay. I started my first business uh, just before my 26th birthday. And over that period, I guess, like I said uh, in the sermon, people were watching. Mm. And um, as you do stuff in your career, people are watching for certain critical things, your character, Mm. your diligence, your competence, and your loyalty to your goals. And as the corporate environment in my country changed, And governance became a major part of our institutions. People were looking for people of character and integrity. And um, I found myself on a number of people's list Mm -hmm. based on my track record in building my own businesses and the traits I had displayed. And the other thing is you get the opportunity by the invitation but you move forward by your performance, which means when you get your first seat at the table, how do you handle it? Yes. Do you deliver? Or even as maybe a woman, do you play the gender card? Do you get to the table and show up? And showing up means you, you exceed expectations in terms of your commitment, your loyalty, your diligence, your ability, to do that for which you were invited uh, to the table. And uh, that requires continuous engagement, education of yourself, and the courage to speak the truth in situations uh, and circumstances. And I guess over time, uh, those traits continued to promote me. Because I joined—I'm um, chairman of First Bank, but when I joined the group, I was actually head-hunted to be chairman of an insurance company, they were setting up. Well, wow. and but I didn't even realize you had to join the bank at that time in order to chair the board of that insurance, which w- insurance company, which was a joint venture subsidiary of the bank. But I was appointed to the board of the bank, and then three months after, appointed as chair of the insurance company. I did. All that I knew, working with a great team of management and board. And within two years, that company, which was a startup, that was not meant to be profitable for five years, became profitable in two years. Now, when you deliver the results, people notice, which is why when you get the first opportunity, you must do the best that you can. And shortly after, I was moved from there to become chair of the investment bank of the group. And for three years, I worked in that investment banking group of, of, of the entire the holding company. And we bought uh, a discount house, which I was asked to double chair. And later, we combined the two together to form a merchant bank. Ah. So I just finished that assignment when I was then appointed as the chair of the commercial banking group, which is the first bank. And that's like 90% of the asset of that group. So it's really, your character, your competence, and your skills will earn you the first opportunity. Mm -hmm. But when it does, what do you do with it? That's good. Do you get there and sit back? Or do you get there and get comfortable? Do you get there and just fit in with the crowd? Mm -hmm. Or do you dare to stand for whatever it is that you believe to be right and also show up by being diligent at your work Yes. because if you're a child of God you're an ambassador of Christ and the way you do whatever you do will speak to how people will perceive or judge children of God in anywhere that you go and no matter what is at risk you must fight to protect your integrity and you must also pray to always have the courage to speak the truth in those kind of places.
0: Awesome and you know I think some may think of you as just a banker. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm not a I, banker well, actually. What I am is an entrepreneur who through the success of enterprise was then appointed based on the skills I had exhibited into those corporate positions including serving on the board of the bank and that then led to me ending up as the chair of the bank.
0: That is awesome. It's an awesome testimony, but you know, your testimony is so important because one thing about it that I've taken from you, what I've learned over time is that you are also a minister as a marketplace minister. Can you talk about how your faith also plays a part in in understanding wealth or even investments or how you lead those that are are following you?
1: Okay. From the moment I made the choice that And luckily for me, it was very early on in my business. I'd only been in business for maybe a year or two or something when I came in contact with this book, written by, I can't remember the guy's name, Sam something, about God owns my business, and it fascinated me. I was a young Christian, and uh, I'd been brought up a Muslim, and I wanted to know more. After I read this book, I started searching for information, mm-hmm. and I came across the book by Larry Bucket. Okay. Business uh, by the book, something. I actually took time to go to their ministries outside of Georgia. Okay. Uh, they, it's in Georgia, outside of Atlanta somewhere. I can't remember the name, specific name of the town now. I actually got them to come to Nigeria. And wow. We ran sessions to train Christians about, being, about building Christian businesses. You know, and then I started teaching business ministry in church, in our church. I was head of business fellowship. And we used to discuss a number of the principles in Larry Bucket's book. But I then decided that I was going to build my business on that template of the word. And that, it's a tough thing in the kind of world that we live. But one thing I've come to learn God is always true hmm. and he's always right and his word whilst it might not be convenient time will always prove it to be perfect yes. and right and so I followed those principles of integrity and character and of the word and what I've realized is the Bible has a word for everything about how you deal with your employees how you deal with your suppliers how you deal uh, with your neighbors how you handle profit how you handle pricing Yes, there's every kind of issue that you will deal with in business as a scripture That's part of what I learned and I'd made that choice To build according to the biblical pattern. It was tough. There were days where you were like gosh I mean there's times when I remember that my staff would ask me look Are we making money with all of these things you're making us doing And it seemed like I was slower than my peers, Mm -hmm. or that I wasn't making as much as I could have if I chose to do things in other ways. But you know what I learned? God owes no man. That's true. God will test and prove you, because really he's looking for treasurers for the kingdom. He's looking for men and women that he can trust, and by trusting them he can therefore entrust the kingdom, the wealth of the kingdom into their hands. And I believe that in the course of working through that journey with him, there was a turning point where it almost seemed as if the pace of my life and my opportunities just sped up so dramatically. Because it was like every year I had a new appointment to something. There was a new testimony. There was a new opportunity. And I'll tell you one of the newspaper headings, when I was appointed as chair of the bank, one of the major newspapers in my country one day wrote, the supersonic rise of Ibukua Oshika. Because in their eyes, that's how they could see it. But what they didn't realize is that for 15, 20 years before then, the Lord was preparing, was teaching, was nurturing. Was building me for the assignments of my life now. Wow. And he tested and tried me. Because if you hadn't built character and strength and courage before you get into certain kinds of position, it'd be very easy to compromise. But the Bible says, they that know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. That knowing and understanding of God and his ways is what keeps you straight at the highest level when you're tempted with unimaginable things. Wow. And that's what makes you remember that I'm, I don't sit here of myself, but I sit here of God and I represent his kingdom. Yes. And therefore, I will not do certain things. I will keep to the truth of the word, which is why I said on the pulpit, Everything, every time you get to a crossroad, you will remember the litmus test. And what is your litmus test? Is to test that crossroad and that issue against the Word of God. And w- how does it line up? Because every time you make a choice... You know, the day you give your life to Christ, you already chose Christ. In choosing Christ, you chose all the instructions of the Bible on that day. And every time you get to a crossroad, you actually don't have a fresh choice to make. You just need to reaffirm that choice you made the first time. Yes. But the situation <laughs> always presents as if you have a new choice to make between saying yes or no. So it's either you're saying yes to the word of God or no to the word of God, always. And the litmus test is always, am I choosing the word, am I choosing God? Am I making a decision against God and against the word? Once it's, you make it that simple, it becomes easier for you to stand.
0: And you know, for those of our viewers who are tuning in, and they, really the focus is on money, would you say that money makes you wealthy?
1: Hmm. You know, in the context of the general world, when a man is rich, so to speak, he's considered wealthy. But a man who lacks good health, who lacks peace of mind, Yes. who lacks um, joy, Maybe because his home, his children, and so many factors in his life. I know people who are worth so much who have committed suicide. Mm -hmm. So, really, money is a tool. It's useful for many things, but there are also many things that money cannot provide for you. Yes. You can't... I know really wealthy people that have died of illnesses. They had no... Because there's no medical healing Mm -hmm. available now, and they do not understand the healing in Christ. Mm -hmm. So it it depends on who you are, Mm -hmm. where you are, and your understanding of what is important. Money is part of wealth, Mm -hmm. but money isn't wealth all by itself.
0: May I ask you one more question? For a viewer who is just starting out, and so they're on this journey of climbing um, a mountain where they aspire to have money, or they desire wealth. And so they're looking at experts like yourself who come in and you all have aspired and have plateaued to the top of your mountains. What piece of advice would you provide for that person?
1: Pursue the assignment of your life in Christ. Mm -hmm. Pursue to be a contributor of value to humanity and to your community. Pursue doing those things that will bring you joy and, and not run after money. Ultimately, in doing those things, yeah, money will come as a byproduct yes. of whatever you do that you do well.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show My today. Pleasure. I do appreciate the information that you've provided for us. It surely is an on-time word and surely wisdom to the body of Christ. Thank I you. appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for tuning in to our Money Monday segment. Remember, every first and third Monday, we'll have different money experts who'll come in with expertise in banking, money, wealth management, and even investing. For all of you who are tuning in, be sure to submit your questions and suggested topics to moneymondays at jbs.edu. Again, that's moneymondays at jbs.edu. Thank you for tuning in for our Money Mondays segment today. Remember, I'm your host, Jill Thompson, and I look forward to seeing you prosper.